So this morning we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's go do that. Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to answer the we're, we're going to look at the big idea that we've been looking at is how do we live as Christians? And um, the the subtitle for this message is there we are. Um we are alive in him and we're gonna we're gonna talk more about what that means because there's a lot of <coughs> a lot of mm, confusion on, on what that means how are we dead how are we alive in him and we're gonna cover all that today uh, we may make it from verse 1 through 13 but for sure we're gonna go through 1 through 10 we'll, we'll go from there um, we'll start there and if we've got more time I'm, we're not going to have more time. I'm just going to start. We can go one to ten, um, just because I know. All right, so I'm, I'm going to read through it just so, so we can put it on our mind, and then we're going to walk through it and look for application and everything that the Lord has for us this morning. So, chapter two of the book of. Ephesians, and you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others." Um, I just realized I'm on chapter one still. Let me skip to chapter two on the Japanese there. So we just w went through one through three, and we're going to go, oh, it's all fits on the screen. Verse four, Yonsetsu. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So this is the section that we're going to be covering. Um, we're going to hit a little bit of the Presbyterian, Calvinist, Reformed theology here in verses 8 and 9. Um Just, just to cover it, because it's the conversation that we keep having that is um, just sometimes they point to these verses to say, ha ha, look at this. And it's just, it's, it's not what these verses say, just like we covered in chapter one. So going back, this is talking about you, you Christians. Remember the letters written to a Christian audience in Ephesus. <coughs> um, these are believers. They're called saints. And they heard the word of the gospel and believed in it and now follow Jesus. And this is who you are when he talks about this. And so it says that you he made alive. Now, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Were they dead? So in the Bible it talks about 
two lives and kind of two deaths. So, so with that, we have. <laughs> we've got to be careful throwing around signs. Um, Zoom apparently does fun things. Um, so we have physical life and we have spiritual life, and we we really re- see this difference uh, when we go way back to Genesis one or Genesis two when God is talking to Adam in the garden says, do not eat of this one tree, the knowledge of good and evil, for on that day you will surely die. And so Adam ate of the tree, but he physically didn't die. But what did happen is he had a broken spiritual relationship with the Lord. He could no longer be in the presence of the Lord. And so he died spiritually. And so Everyone that was born from him, everyone that came after him, is born spiritually dead. We are stuck in this state without God's help. We would all be dead. As as this passage says, who were dead in trespasses and sins. And so those, um, the reason we're dead is because of our sin. The reason we've got a broken relationship is because of our sin. So it uses the word trespasses and sins. Trespasses is where we knowingly sin, where we knowingly do something against God. So think of it like when you're trespassing on someone's property, you know that you're walking on someone else's land. You're doing it on purpose. You're not accidentally walking on their land. And so this idea is that we are on purpose, hurting God. That I, I know that I'm not supposed to lie, but I'm going to lie. I know that I'm not supposed to uh, gossip, but I gossip. And so doing these things on purpose, that's what trespasses means. That's the Old Testament. We could go there, but that's what that means. And sins, sins is that archery term that literally means missing the mark. So if you're shooting archery, you're aiming for the goal, you're aiming for the bullseye, but you miss. And so sins is what us what we generally do as Christians. Like, I want to do better, God. Help me do better. Help me not to lose my temper. Help me not to lust. Help me not to uh, covet, want other people's things. But we're going to fail. And we fail not because we want to, but we just miss the mark because we still are fighting our flesh, our sinful nature in our bodies. So that's the difference between trespasses and sins. One, one we're sinning on purpose, or one we're doing something against God on purpose, and one we're trying to do good, but we miss. And that's just how that's just how it works. So, so trespasses, including like a, it, so can I translate a bad behavior? Yes, because you're doing it on it, purpose. If so you're knowingly doing it. Okay. So in the Old Testament, we'll go back a little bit further. They used to uh, count count their sheep and say, "Oh, I can sin against my neighbor. I've got an extra sheep out in the yard that I can take to the temple to to offer sacrifice for this sin that I'm going to know do knowingly." And God mm-hmm. has always said, "I don't want your sacrifices. I want your obedience." But the people were counting their counting their sins, counting their what could they get away with? Mm. And there, many Christians walk that way. They're like, what can I get away with? How far can I go? How, 
how many drinks mm-hmm. is too many drinks? How many, how many hamburgers? How many shakes is too many hamburgers or shakes? How, mm-hmm. how much stuff is too much? So we, maybe we don't even ask that question, but but we're doing things on purpose. They were like, mm, maybe I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. But sinning is God. I want I want to, I want to honor you and I want to respect you and I want to just give you glory today and. Mm-hmm. And I fail because I, I reacted in the flesh before I thought, before I gave it to you, Lord. I just spoke and I just, I sinned. Mm-hmm. That's the big difference between the two that we see in the, the Old Testament and that gets carried on through the New Testament. <coughs> so no, I just want people to be aware of these words. There's a lot of these kind of Christian words that we need to just break down that we're going to run through. So we were dead. We were dead because of our sin. We were dead because of our trespasses. In which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So this disobedience, this, uh, I don't really want to like do that. This, it's according to the world. So we learn in the Bible that Satan's in charge of the world right now. He is, doesn't have freedom all the way to do whatever he wants, but he's still the ruler of the world because Jesus is not yet down here reigning. So the course of the world is first to do those covetous things, those things where we want what other people want. We we see what other people are doing and go, oh, if it's okay for them to do, I want to do it too. And we have all these, um, these ideas, like the, the course of the world is really what everyone else is doing. And it's that idea that I want to get ahead, so I'm going to use other people to get ahead. I'm going to, to build my life on the suffering or hurting or life of other people and take advantage of people. That's, that's the course of the world. That's all the false religions. Work for your benefit. And then it talks about these other, according to the prince of power of the air, uh, there's a spiritual world out there. There, there are many things that we don't know what's, what's happening. We can see the physical world. We sometimes get glimpses, glimpses of the spiritual world, but there's a lot going on that we're not aware of. If you remember in Daniel, um, Daniel prayed and God sent an angel to pass him a message and the angel was delayed by the, the prince of Persia, I believe it was, for like 21 days. So we we imagine you're praying for something and I need something and you have to wait an unknown amount of time. It ended up being 21 days for Daniel's angel to finally get there. He, asked, he had to get help to to get through that prince of the air. And so there are there are things happening that we don't even know. We are battles that we are not even aware of. But they're the ones that are leading and guiding us if we're not following Christ. There is another spirit, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So so there are people that are going to have spiritual experiences. There are people that are going to have uh, something in religion, in the New Age stuff, in the cult. They're going to have a spiritual experience, but it's not the spirit of God. The spirit is going to cause tell them to focus on themselves. To focus on their happiness, their health, their wealth, their uh, works. The, the spirit of the world is always pointing it back to us. So there is other spirits and there are other spiritual experiences other than the Holy Spirit. And just because people have had spiritual experiences doesn't mean they're from God. So here, here's one of them. <laughs> the spirit is now working in them. 
there's here's another spirit that works in people. It's not the Holy Spirit that's working us and making us more into the image of Christ. It's a spirit that's causing them to be more disobedient, that they allow into their lives. And I want to point out here, because we just... We were talking about the, the first part where it says that um, you were chosen, or in him you were chosen before the foundation of the earth. But it, here it's going to, and all of this makes it sound like every, we were all the same. So not all of us were chosen, but all of us were disobedient. So, and this and the next section we're going to read next week, we're going to talk about everyone's the same among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh. There is not this separate us versus them. There's not this uh, elect class that was chosen before the foundation of the world. We're all in the same boat. We're all dead. We're all being led by the world. We're all being ruled by Satan until we give our life, until we commit ourselves to the Lord through faith. And it's, it's by lusts. I want. My, my body's uncomfortable. I need comfort. I need food. I need pleasure. I need entertainment. We have these lusts that we need to deal with. And we fulfill the desires of our flesh and of the mind. Just like scrolling on um, Facebook or whatever. We, we have these dopamine, um, I'll call them dopamine drops, that we when we accomplish something, we get a little dopamine. When we play video games, we get dopamine drops. And they make us feel good. And we want to do more and more of that, that thing. And that's, that's fulfilling those desires of the mind. And when we scroll and catch up and watch videos, we get these dopamine drops that, that f- fulfills our mind but doesn't really cause us to be made in the image of Christ. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything good for us. It's just a waste of time. It's just amusing our bodies and our minds. And it's... It's the what the world wants is what Satan wants us to do is to be distracted from the truth. And we and just to hit the point home, Paul says, and we were by nature children of wrath just as the others. You can't use the book of Ephesians to say that there's a chosen class and there's not a chosen class. He's here being very clear that we were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. And that wrath that wrath is from God. So we are saved by God from God, for God. So we're saved by God when we talk about Jesus Christ coming to the earth and dying on a cross for our sins. He pays the price for our sins that they no longer are held against us. And we can go straight to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need help. I need salvation. And so He, God saves us. But we're being saved from the wrath of God. That wrath comes from God because we cannot be in his presence as sinners. As we've been talking about, we've got trespasses and sins. And if we don't lay them at the foot of the cross, if we don't say, Jesus, I need your help, then we are going to get judged one day by our actions. And no one is perfect except for Jesus. No one is righteous enough to make it into heaven on our own actions. When we compare ourselves to other people, we can say, yeah, I'm better than that guy. I'm better than that guy. But when you look at the perfection of the law, when you look at the perfection of Jesus Christ, we don't measure up. God wants our heart, not just our outward actions. And and the Pharisees thought they were doing it. They were doing it on the outside, but their hearts were far from God. And they were children of wrath, just like we are. 
just as others are. We are all one and the same. We all came from Adam. We all came from Noah. (coughs) And there's not a difference. There's not a different class. We're all, that's the great mystery that's been revealed. The Jews and the Gentiles on equal footing. We're different because God revealed himself to the Israelites in times past. But now the great mystery is resolved and we are both able to enter into the access and have salvation from a Jewish Savior, Jesus Christ, who is not just just a Jew. He was born a Jew, but he's also God of the entire world. There is not another God of the Jews. There's not any other gods. We're dead, trespasses, sins, and we're all the same. Just, just throwing that out there. Now, this is where we are. We're in this really bad place where we're going to get judged. We're, our sin is going to be held against us. And we have no hope to be saved. And I love these two words, but God. But God. He doesn't leave us by ourselves to to try to figure out, to work our way up to heaven, to try to get do enough good works to outweigh our bad works. He says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, pause there he is rich in mercy he's not stingy he's not this is the i only have enough mercy for this chosen elect he doesn't say that in the parable of the sower god's like here here's my seed here's my word he is he's just broadcasting the seed because he is rich in mercy his word is rich and he's trying to get the word to people He's not stingy. Like I garden, I get like the like three tomato plants, and I'm gonna like be very careful with them, and I'm gonna plant them, I'm gonna baby them, and and just I just want these three, and I need these three to survive. But God's not like that. He's just like, dude, guys, come on, I am here. Come to me. He is rich in mercy. Mercy means like. So there's mercy and grace. I'm gonna cover this every week probably. So mercy is getting forgiveness even though you don't deserve it so when you're you're driving down the road and you're talking on your phone because whatever because you live in japan and you're too busy to to pull over and a cop sees you and pulls you over and 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 says i saw you talking on your phone you deserve a ticket but i'm going to show you mercy and not give you a ticket that's mercy you don't deserve that you deserve punishment you deserve the ticket. You've earned it. Just like we have earned death, we've earned hell because of our sin, because of our trespasses. But God gives us mercy, not because we earned it, not because we deserve it, but he freely gives it because he loves us. That's the greatest love. He has this this unconditional love for us, even though we're sinners, even though we're by nature children of wrath even though we're following satan god loves us enough to try to get us out of it we'll talk about grace in a second so even when we were dead in trespasses while we were dead while we were purposely on purpose willfully blaspheming god and hating him and living our life for me and putting me on the throne while we were still living that way he made us alive together with Christ. While we were still uh, smoking and drinking and and sinning, when we believe, when we said, it's, I can't do it anymore. I can't live my life like with me being God. He says, it's fine. Come on. We don't have to get cleaned up to get saved. 
He cleans us up after we get saved. And it says that you've been, by grace you've been saved. And so this idea of grace is going one step beyond mercy. So mercy means that you don't get the punishment you deserve. He, grace is a gift that he gives you even though you're a trespasser, even though you're a sinner. The, the, the grace, this is a gift, is your salvation. Not because you earned it, not because you deserve it, as we've covered. It's a gift. Because we can't, we can't earn it. <laughs> like It's impossible to get to heaven except through the blood of Christ, except through his sacrifice. And we'll get to a little bit further in this and how do we do that. And so we get uh, Himaeus alive together with Christ. So uh, again, going back to this idea of alive, we're all alive. We're physically alive. I can move. I can breathe. I can talk. I can walk. I hurt when, or Tom hurts when his ribs broken, and and we feel things. But that's not the alive we're talking about. We're talking about a spiritual life, a spiritual life where we we have compassion that goes beyond selfishness. We have love that goes beyond what can I get out of this relationship? What can I get from you? We have love from God. We have joy that isn't dependent upon what I physically have, what I physically can buy. We have joy because it comes from God our Father who who, who just pours out his joy and his love and his forgiveness on us. And he raises us up together because we need to be raised up from these dead, sinful bodies and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding richness of his grace, the riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So again, remembering what we were talking about in the first chapter, Paul is making this uh, emphasis that Apart from Christ, none of this is attributed to us. But when we are in Christ, this is Christ, the book, the pen is us. When we're in Christ through belief, Mm -hmm. we get to sit on the throne with Jesus. We get to be uh, exalted. We get to be, um, to receive his kindness and his grace. And we get to sit in heavenly places. We get all these benefits. This is who we are. This is how we should see ourselves as being exalted with Christ not exalted by ourselves not not singularly cool guys we're not that cool in God's eyes but Christ is and so when Christ was exalted after he died we are we are exalted with him um, and we're going to look at Romans 6:13 just just for a second um, it's a little long but we'll just read it so Romans 6, 5 through 13, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, so we're, when we believe we get in Christ, and so Christ has already died, and he's, he's really died to self, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, the, that our old man was crucified with him, so our, our old sinful self, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also... Reckon yourselves to be dead, indeed to sin, but alive to God 
in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, so summarizing everything, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies that you should obey it in its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness of God. So this... Can you scroll a little bit about Japanese version? Ano Roman Jinotegami Waroku Sho Go Setsu Kara Jusan. It's on the screen right there. It'll, it works. It fits. So you can read over that. But what it's saying is when we find ourselves in Christ, we go through a similar process that Christ went through spiritually. Not physically, because I don't physically die when I start to believe. But there's this death to sin because Jesus died. And his the, uh, he paid for all the sin and we no longer have to deal with it. And then Jesus Christ was raised. And because we're with him, our spirit's hidden in him. We are raised together with him into the heavenlies. And... It's hard to understand. I don't fully understand it, but this is what the Bible says, and this is what we need to remember as we walk in the world, that that we are now dead to sin. We don't have to walk in sin. We are going to spend the rest of our lives trying to figure out how to live our lives more like Christ with the power of the Holy Spirit, how we can say no, because we've got such bad habits living in the world, living in the flesh, living in sin, as sons of disobedience, as Ephesians talks about, that that it takes a long time to break these habits. And even when we get break them and get free, something will come up and we'll go right back down in that spiral because that's just in our very nature, that we're fighting against our very nature to try to get free of the sin, to be made more in the image of Christ. That... In Christ Jesus. So don't forget that we, we don't sit we don't sit together in the heavenly places except for in Jesus Christ. I'm not exalted by, by myself up into heaven and, and get to sit next to the big guy. I sit there because Christ sits there. And I get I get his grace because I'm in Jesus Christ. And let's go on and figure this out. So here's a very, very, very popular verse. Yes, right in there. Um, which is Super cool, but sometimes people use it wrong. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, some people read that and go, look, you can't have faith by yourself. It's a gift of God. You can't believe unless God gives you the gift of faith. That's not what this is saying. So it says, for grace you have been saved we understand that idea. Gift of God. Again, we've been talking about how his richness and his mercy, that we can only be saved by God's grace because we can't earn it and deserve it. And we're saved through faith. So it's our faith that saves us. And I'm going to skip that part for a second. It's not of works. It's through faith. Faith, are not, faith is not the same thing as works. And we're going to look at that here in a second. We'll go back to Romans. But it's through the vehicle of faith. If you want to be sa- saved, you need to get on the train of faith. You need to head that way. You need to have your heart turned toward the Lord. And that's how you get to be saved. And it says here, and that not of yourselves. So that is singular. Some some people are going to be like, oh, well, 
Well, he's talking about everything here. And so he's talking about grace is not of yourselves. Salvation is not of yourselves. And faith is not of yourselves. But that is singular. And in the Greek, you don't, you don't have the word it, but it is a singular gift of God. So you have to decide, like, what is it talking about? What is the singular thing that is the gift of God? Is it the grace? Is it the salvation or is it the faith? And and some people get confused and say, oh, it's the faith. But if you look at the Greek, I'm not a Greek scholar, but I've looked at it and I understand about masculine and masculine and feminine and neutered verbs and nouns, and and it doesn't match. This gift of God that's that's given uh, doesn't match. It doesn't go to this word. Okay. I, I have it written out in my Bible, which is not next to me, but but it doesn't make any sense. It is a singular gift of God, and we already see that it could be grace is the gift of God, or it could be salvation is the gift of God. Both of them are gifts. You know, grace is, they're, they're both gifts. And then we can actually go to another one that says that, that uh, salvation is a gift of God. Oh. But, but here it's saying that these are a gift of God. Not that he gives you faith. Because he's okay. going to compare it and contrast it. And I'll take you a little deeper here. Not of works. So you can't work yourself into heaven. At least anyone should boast that I earn my place here. No, no one has but Jesus Christ. He earned his place in heaven. And I don't have the verse up, but I'm going to try to get to it real quick. Um, I got it. It's Romans. Um, you, you put it in faith, then it's... In- can't sneak in those. I I have to earn it. Faith. So, but so faith is the only thing that we can really give God because of the next verse that we're going to look at. Uh, let me do this once. Let me double check it before I read it off. Okay, so um, for time purposes, okay, uh, we'll just do uh, Romans 3, 27, 28. All of it's good, uh, 21 through 28, but we're just going to look at 27, 28 for now. And there are a couple other places, but this is the one that popped up. So where is boasting then? Because we're just we're talking about you can't boast. By what? Uh, yeah, can you put the Japanese uh, on, scripture on the screen? Oh, no. Three. One, two, three. Now we're going to go to 27 there. Oh, earthquake. Earthquake. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, earthquake. Uh, kind of big. Kind of big. Oh, Lord, kind of big. Oh, oh, Lord God, please protect Yoko and Suneo yeah. and everyone that's in the area. Lord, I just pray that you can be. <laughs> put your hands upon them and keep them safe as they're experiencing this. And Lord God, we know what's happening. Or you know what's happening. We don't, Lord. I just pray that people would seek you out in this time and give them give them peace, Lord God. As, as there is someone that is going to be hurting wherever that earthquake is originating, Lord God. I just pray that you can just send people, send helpers, send people to be your hands and feet. Thank you, Lord. How are you, Tom? No earthquake at all. Oh, really? It's here. It's this side. Mm. Sunesa, how are you? Oh, yes, it's okay. Uh, I don't feel now. 
And it's one of the things that we still need to work on in our lives is, am I being led or am I doing the leading? As Christians, we need to let God do the leading. We need to let Jesus do the leading. But as human beings, as sons of disobedience, as dead in our trespasses, the nature, our nature is children of wrath. We are God, and we decide what happens. But that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be giving that up and letting the Lord lead us and guide us. And so we are alive in him to walk with him in this world and to do these good works that we should never be allowed to we, we shouldn't even think of boasting in these good works we say oh well the god did, did that god set that up i'm just i'm just here because god set it up for me i'm just i'm i'm not qualified to be here but i i'm willing to go and that's that's who god uses not the qualified but the called and he'll qualify the called but we're not qualified to do anything moses was not qualified to go do anything. David is not qualified to go do anything. God qualifies us. And there's mm-hmm. there's some really good lessons back there that I've been enjoying studying and teaching in Exodus. But we're not there today. We're here. Um, so anyone that tells you that you can't have faith by yourself, well, you no, know you can't have faith by yourself. God made you. He knit you together. He gave you access to faith. But we have to exercise the faith to come to God. It's not a work. It, it doesn't save us. Me having faith does not save us. Or me having faith doesn't save me. It's Jesus' death on the cross that saves me. I have faith in that death. That's what saves me. My faith doesn't save me. God saves me. Just just to put those out there. It's not as much as I'd like to say, but that's all the time I have. So let me finish with prayer. Lord, thank you for this time you've given us. Thank you for all the all that we get to see in your word. Lord, help us to be help us to rightly divide the your word of truth, Lord, so that we may walk according to it and we may share it with our brothers and sisters who, who may have different ideas or been taught differently, Lord God. We need to be able to, to answer them why why some of their beliefs are a little off and that you're following man made religion and where you're not following a living God. God, please be with us and help us to be alive in you. Help us to to stay firmly rooted in you each and every day so that we don't have to worry about being tossed to and fro by the doctrines of the world and by the latest fads. Lord God, I just pray that you can help us to just stand firm in the faith that we're going to get there. We're going to get to the armor. We're going to get to more practical ways of, of walking here on this earth. But Lord, help us to always remember what you've already done and how what you've already said about who we are about uh we're children of god we're going to receive the inheritance we're seated in the holy we've got all the heavenly blessings in him in you lord god help Mm -hmm. us to remember that as we're we're moving through these first three chapters and lord help us to just be rooted in you and think about that and meditate on that each and every day what does that mean to be in you and how do we stay how do we rest how do we live in you thank you lord god for all that you do for us in jesus name i pray amen